Welcome into the program from the uh, Waco Tribune Herald, the sports editor, Bryce Cherry. Brycey, good morning. How are you? Doing well. I'm actually over at Baylor and not to do interviews, so that will be happening this afternoon, but college visit number three for my junior students, so... Well, there you go. There you, so where all has he visited? I mean, what what's on the list so far? He's gone to U of H, which he scratched, and uh, he's gone to Texas State, which is on the list. So oh, there you go. Yeah, and, and now Waco, Texas, and be in Baylor University. Good stuff. Uh, at one yeah. place I would recommend probably right now, maybe not in the next couple of days, visiting is Weatherford College. You may want to stay away from there. They got some stuff going on. Did you see the video, by the way? No. Uh. Uh-uh. Okay. So yesterday they're playing North Central. A guy from North Central hits a three-run homer. He's rounding third. The pitcher comes off the mound and he goes and body slams him. So, wow. Yeah. Good. So that's a <laughs> yeah. little different. Little different way about taking care of your business. <laughs> hey, I wanted to get you to talk a little bit about the uh, the Texas High School Football Hall of Fame. The induction ceremony is coming up May seventh. I know you're you're very involved in this with uh, with this organization that Mike Anderson heads up. What, what, what another terrific class this year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, every year uh, the group that, uh, you know, we induct is, uh, is pretty star-studded, and that's just because Texas high school football has, you know, legend after legend after legend. I mean, even the people that don't make the class each year uh, are – you know, legends in their own right. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you're talking about Tony Brackens and Ray Rhodes and, uh, you know, Dick Stafford and all these guys like that, uh, you know, that's uh, that's an illustrious group. Baseball and softball winding down districts. Is there a district that's going to have to maybe be a playoff? And who are you looking at making a run in either softball or baseball? Uh, so there is uh, some districts coming down to the wire. Um, I believe Lorena and Troy uh, are coming down to the wire in softball uh, this Friday. And then as far as your, you know, second part of that question, which was just about, you know, who can make a run. Um, I mean, I like China Spring Baseball. I like Bosqueville Baseball. They've been getting it done all season long. China Spring has a big game coming up this Saturday, uh, playing down in San Marcos uh, against number one Sinton. And so uh, stepping out of non-district play to, you know, kind of test themselves. And I, I kind of like that, you know, just uh, obviously, you know, not that the competition in district is bad, but, uh, but that certainly will challenge your team and, and get you ready, uh, you know, for the playoffs. How about Moody upsetting Crawford the other night in baseball? Yeah, saw that. That was a that was a score that kind of popped, you know, when you saw it. It was like, wow, you know. I mean, that that's not one that that happens a lot, but uh, but Moody, you know, steps up every now and then, and and there to me uh, made a great hire a couple years ago with Lonnie Judd. There is as their new uh, football coach, Marty Garcia is still the uh, athletic director, and um, you know they're. They're kind of strengthening their uh, entire athletic department. Well, you know, back onto the baseball side, you, you know, we, we talk about China Spring and, and Bosqueville. In that same district with Bosqueville is Valley Mills. And, and it would not surprise me, Bryce, if those two circled back around to play each other in the, in the postseason. I think Valley Mills is that good. 
Yeah, I agree. Um, that they've kind of shown that all year. And Valley Mills is another uh, program. Maybe we don't even talk about enough that that has a lot of tradition. I mean, uh, they've they've made state trips. They've produced some pretty good talent. Uh, produced a Super Syntex Player of the Year just a couple years ago in uh, Chase Keaton. So, uh, yeah, they're they're uh, they're a strong program, and I, and we always love to see that when uh, when you do get like local teams meeting late in the playoffs, maybe in the you know regional semifinals, regional final round, you know, because uh, for one thing, it always means that at least you know one of the local teams is going on. Big meet going on over at Baylor with the Michael Johnson Invitational this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to be out uh, there on Saturday. And um, that one, like you said, that one's a big one. Uh, you know, their first meet that they had a few weeks back, uh, the Baylor Invitational, it, it, you know, they, they put up some good times and some good performances. But, but this one, you know, you get some pretty salty competition there. Um, I'm looking for some, some strong performances this week. And uh, Michael Ford's doing a great job in his first year there as, as head track and field coach at Baylor. Um, and, you know, it, like I said, it's it's going to be a fun meet. Um, and the, I'm doing a story on uh, they have three freshmen from Nigeria. Um, don't ask me to pronounce all these names. But <laughs> let's, let's just say they have three freshmen from Nigeria, two guys and a girl. Who are uh, who are getting it done as freshmen? A javelin thrower, uh, a hurdler, and a and a four hundred runner. So um, that that story is coming up in the paper on Saturday. Bryce, were you surprised yesterday when? I mean, we really shouldn't be surprised. Scott Drew has just done a tremendous job grabbing guys out of the transfer portal, but the addition of Jalen Bridges from West Virginia is really phenomenal. Yeah, it's a nice nice fit. I mean, especially kind of uh, losing Kendall Brown and Jeremy Sohan. Um, you know, that he, he kind of, to me, is just a plug-and-play guy right there. You know, you, you put him right into the mix. Uh, there is kind of a three, you know, two-three guy, and um, and he can defend, and, you know, he's scored like eight points a game last year. He'll be, he'll be a nice fit, I think, for Scott Drew's team. Let's, uh, let's talk a little baseball. Let's get back to baseball for a second. Uh, big series for Steve Rodriguez's bunch as they head to Austin to, to take out the Longhorns uh, this weekend. Yeah, and have a little momentum on their side. I mean, uh, you know, up to five wins in a row now. Um, or is it four? No, it's five. That's right. Uh, so, yeah, you know, they're, they're, they're building something up. And uh, obviously K-State took two from Texas last week. So, you know, you never know in this league. You know, Texas has just mashed the ball all year. They, I mean, the home run numbers are incredible. Obviously, the pitching staff is strong. That's something Texas always hangs its hat on. But, um, you know, it's a big chance for, for Baylor to, to make a little hay, both in the standings and, and in the RPI. I mean, their schedule has been, you know, one of the toughest all, you know, uh, in the country all year. They just haven't really gotten enough of the wins that they need uh, to uh, to kind of put themselves in NCAA tournament consideration, but they still have an opportunity to do that. And, you know, it, no better time than this weekend in Austin. Spring football uh, getting started in the high school ranks uh, around the area. Who are some of the teams you've got your eye on that need to make some strides in the spring? 
Well, I mean, and obviously, you know, only the big schools can do, you know, official spring drills. You know, uh, obviously everybody else can do off-season stuff. And uh, the smaller schools, you know, they're, they've got kids out doing track and baseball and everything else. But, uh, you know, Midway kind of made an interesting move this year, Shane Anderson, in, in terms of going to, uh, you know, no spring drills. I mean, they did a they, – they've obviously – attacked it hard in off season, you know, Shane talked about wanting to get a lot stronger that they needed to get stronger to compete at the six, a level. And, and they've done that, but he's trading that, uh, those spring drills, those 18 workouts you get in the spring for that extra week in the fall. Cause he wants that scrimmage. And I think he just feels like his team could use that time better, you know, right before the season. So, uh, you know, I, I don't I don't fault him. I mean, coaches know their program. So, and then you know, Lake Ohio University will be going through spring uh, drills, and and that's good. I think. I mean, they're both coming off winless years. Uh, coaches going into their second year, and you're trying to build a little little continuity. I was going to ask you this last week when you were on, but I was out. What were your initial thoughts when you saw Trey Wisner leaving Conley for Desoto? Yeah. Uh, you don't want to see like transfer portal stuff come yeah. to high school sports. I mean, obviously. Uh, so that's, you know, that's a big loss for Conley in terms of uh, just a football player, basketball player. He was a nice uh, basketball player as well. Came off the bench and really gave them a spark as kind of an energy guy, but obviously a, a top notch football recruit. And um, you know, you never know, why a kid might move or whatever. So, I mean, I don't want to speculate on, on that, but um, yeah, you know, you, you do see kids transfer sometimes for, for athletic reasons. And if that happens, obviously then the, the DEC for those districts get, get involved. And so, you know, but I think Trey Wisner has a, has a bright future ahead as a, as a football player. Final thought for you here this morning. Uh, were you a little surprised when uh, when you saw that uh, Ricky Rhodes had uh, resigned as the head basketball coach at McLennan? Yeah, indeed, I was. Uh, that that was surprising. So I, I've got a guy, Brian Coates, who who's doing uh, freelance stuff for us and and uh, doing an MCC kind of notebook each week covering MCC sports. And uh, <laughs> it was funny yesterday. He texted me and and he's like. Uh, um, you know, Sean Trocum said that they're they're interviewing uh, coaches, women's basketball coaches, and I was like, "So Ricky is out?" and uh, and he goes, "Okay, uh, so that is news." <laughs> he was like, "I didn't want to act like I didn't know." <laughs> no, I was like, "Yeah, you're breaking some news there." Uh, but yeah, Ricky, uh, you know, he's had a long run there at the at MCC. Um, you know, taking a lot of teams to the regional tournament, you know, some conference championships in there. You know, he's had a good run, and, and you know, he's earned the right to, to step back, do what he wants, and his boys are, um, you know, in high school, and I think, uh, you know, he enjoys being a dad, so, um, you know, maybe this will give him a little more time to, to do that. He enjoys that driver and that nine iron, too, so he may be playing a little golf. <laughs> So. Yeah, he and Arthur will be out there, you know, <laughs> for some of 
Hey, hey, you mentioned the the article on, on track. What else are you guys working on for uh, for the Waco Tribune Herald? Yeah, you know we'll be uh, having Super Centex soccer this weekend. Uh, the girls' team will be released in Saturday's paper, and the boys' team in Sunday's paper. So Chad and I have been busy working on uh, on those uh, stories this week and rounding up all those Super Centex athletes, and then. Uh, more high school coverage. Obviously, you mentioned Baylor Springs football. Johnny will be out there on that, at that on Saturday. I'm going down to Austin for for uh, at least uh, you know one to two of those games. So, yeah, it's a busy, busy uh, uh, Baylor weekend for sure. Bryce, as always, it is a pleasure, man. We appreciate your time. Thanks so much.